Vegas Fever Podcast, Jason and Paula here with you. Uh, we got a lot to talk about in this show, and we're going to kind of pack it in into a action-packed 20 to 30 minutes. Um, Gerard Gallant gets a new job. Um, we'll do a little bit of that. Uh, Vegas and the LA Kings are going to have a fun, rousing preseason game in Salt Lake City. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Flurry's uh, award that he's won for the third straight year, and we'll talk about game one of the semifinal between Vegas and Montreal. Um, wanted to start with Gerard Gallant because he has been at it. He had been out of coaching for about a year and a half. He mm-hmm. was fired in January of 2020. I think um, <laughs> I was, I was in a crawl space in Rock Hill when I saw that and seeing. Should you have been on your phone? Well, I was checking out Golden Knights news, okay? In a crawl space. Yes, in a crawl space. Because I was actually trying to, uh, you know, make the inspection be a little bit longer than it needed to be. So I was like, hmm, what's golden going on Golden Knights-wise? They've lost four or five straight games at the time. And I see that, you know, everyone's like breaking news, breaking news, breaking news, you know, Gerard Gallant's been fired, but immediately right after that was he was with who he was replaced with, which was the craziest thing to everybody at the time. I think it's worked out like good. I think it's worked out great for the Golden Knights. But a year and a half ago, Gerard Gallant gets canned and it really started, you know, by Vegas. And it really started with the 3-1 series that they lost that lead against San Jose the year prior. I think that's when the crack in the relationship started between management and him. Mm -hmm. And then it culminated with, we think that we're losing the room and you have to go is what management told Gerard Gallant. So we left and in comes Pete DeBoer. Now Gerard Gallant been out of work for a year and a half. He had been on an interview with uh, multiple organizations, including Seattle, um, and the New York Rangers pull the trigger and hire Gerard Gallant. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a fantastic fit because... I think he's a good coach. I think they'll do well. And I think the players will enjoy him. He's a player's coach. He fights for his guys. His guys fight for him. It kind of works for me because New York is, you know, to me, is a tough place. You know, that's what I've always heard. It's a tough town. He's a tough boss. He's a tough coach. I think it works. That organization is searching for something to get back into the playoffs and to be respectable again because they've, mm-hmm. for the last number of years, haven't been. Right. Uh, they went to the Stanley Cup final in 2014 and they haven't really been um, good since. Yeah. So he's a good fit. I think he'll do uh, amazing stuff there. Um, he averages about like three years a stop. You know, in, in, in Columbus and Florida and Vegas, Vegas was about two and a half. But the problem with Gerard Gallant as a coach is that it's it, it's all well and good, like, up front at first. But, like, over time, his tenacious uh, and, you know, we'll call them mouthy ways tend to get old with organizations because the organization wants control in the end. And Gerard Gallant, it's it's a tug-of-war match. Gerard Gallant wants control, and the organization wants control over player personnel, over certain decisions. And the coach is never going to get that. The coach is always going to be the one to go. They don't fire players. 
you can trade a player. The coach is going to be the one, and his staff, as we found out in Vegas, was took the brunt of the blame. And that's what happens. Gerard Gallant and another and and another one of his assistants were, you know, escorted out in Vegas, and that happened in Florida as well. His same staff was all shown the door. I'm so, pretty sure everyone's aware of the situation. It, it, it's just I, I I think we were thinking that Seattle might be the one to grab yeah, I him. I thought so, mm-hmm. but um, I think Buffalo has a coach's opening as well. So he doesn't seem like a Buffalo I guy. I didn't even know they had a team. Yeah, the Sabers. Oh. That's because they suck so very badly. Nobody knows anything about them. Uh, so good for him. Good for them. Uh, we'll catch up with you know Gerard Gallant when Vegas plays the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Probably around December. Usually every year it's around Christmas when they take that Jersey Islanders Rangers swing. Um, so that's good. <laughs> Something else. You know, if we can transition here smoothly uh, to get into is um, this just ran across my Twitter and I saw it. The Kings will host the Vegas Golden Knights in a preseason game in Salt Lake City. Now, that used to be called like the Salt Lake, you know, you know Salt Lake Roundup or the Salt Lake Series or whatever they want to call it. You know, the Kings would play whoever. Right. They've basically rebranded the Frozen Fury series that was at the MGM Grand in Vegas forever before you've been to a couple of those I I was I was at a couple of those um and before there was T-Mobile Arena before there was the Vegas Golden Knights there was the LA Kings playing either the Coyotes or the Avalanche or the Rangers every year middle of September you know what I mean and so what they've done is they've rebranded that and made that basically Frozen Fury up in Salt Lake and it'll be the Kings and the Golden Knights sometime in September and I think that's great because mm-hmm. you have two organizations going the opposite way, two organizations that don't really like each other fan base wise, and the Kings are looking to get back into, um, you know, the Kings are looking to have a say in the series. They're looking to win. They're looking to be more competitive. So they stink. Yes, <laughs> I, I won't. I, you know, I'm not going to go there, but you can. You know, you know that's why we work for one another. You know what I mean? Because I'm going to be the more you know, you know, PC guy. You know, and you're going to be like, well, they suck. And that's good. Salt and pepper. That's what we do for one another. Anyway, Kings and Golden Knights sometime in September. <laughs> Let's talk about Marc-Andre Fleury. Okay. Okay, so if I were to tell you, like, um, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury won an award today, and it's not the Venza or Vesna. It's not anything else. It's this particular award for the third straight year. Uh, what would you think it would be based off of what Marc Andre Fleury does? As a, a person, for a as living, a hockey for player. a living, yeah, as a hockey player. What what does he do consistently? Stop pucks. Right, but what is that called? Block pucks. When you make a save. Right. So for the third straight year, Are we Mark, playing a game. Or? No, well, you've kind of won the game, but Mark Andre Fleury for the third straight year has made the most outstanding save of the season. Oh, okay, yeah, as voted on by the fans in those silly awards before the awards. You know, they're the fan, you know, votes. Got it. He was up for the award, and you know, he won. Shocking. 
I'm good for that, him. That's called Marc Andre Fleury every day. He's won an award one time Again. for three years, but that's every day. But at the beginning of the season, you were very sure that Robin Leonard was starting goalie. I was not the only one, and that's I the stance I'm going to take. I don't care about... If everybody else jumps off a bridge. I was on the Robin Leonard uh, bridge. Asshole. Okay. Oh, bridge. Asshole. Same okay. thing, I guess. Should we go there again? About the $12 million in goaltending and handcuffing yourself cap-wise and... Having to trade. Do you think we a would player... be in the position we are now with Robin Leonard? As no, absolutely not. Okay, then. But Vegas is running and is going to run into a problem, salary cap wise. Okay, this is not what this episode's about. I'm I, just saying this episode is brought to you by a petition that I'm going to sign, uh, start called "Sign Alex Martinez" or "Alec Martinez." I'm just saying. Sign that man. You know, you're like, oh, this is just what Flurry does. Six Another million day dollars. for Flurry, but earlier this season you were like well flurry's old he's in a walker he needs to go he's not in a walker he has made 36 look like 26 and i am very grateful and glad and as the season went along i started I would like to, to change see any 36 stance. year old do what he does nobody can well there's very well, few well carrie and... carrie price is up there and it's pretty good not last anyway. night but you know good for 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 eh, for, for flurry <laughs> that's what i Paul get is learning french again <laughs> Um, good for Marc Andre Fleury. He deserves um, it. Great way to segue into last night's game one win for the Golden Knights, four to one. Mm -hmm. uh, three out of the four goals were scored by defensemen. One by Alec Martinez, one by Shea Theodore. Finally, and then uh, Nick Holden with the third one. Uh, the only goal scored by a forward was Matthias Janmark, and that was by accident because it just kind of was shot to the net and it hit Janmark in the a goal skate. Is a goal. But it that's right. It is. And scoring for Montreal was 12-year-old Cole Caulfield. He uh, looked like such a baby. His mommy and daddy were there cheering for him. And I'm he sorry. looks like he just got if out of high school. If that was one of our kids, would you not be? Yes, but I'm just making a statement. I know. I, I, I'd be there, and you'd be there. I would We'd... be screaming. Absolutely, at but the top he of my looks lungs. like he's at least 11, maybe. <laughs> you're just jealous because I was you happy look for 50 him. and I, you're not. Okay. That's why we do an audio-only podcast, because nobody <laughs> has to know that. I sound younger than I am. I'm sure of it. You sound younger than you are? Yes. Okay. Hey, I'm younger than I am. Nobody... That's why I don't like video. I don't like... I don't want to be seen. Okay, anyway. Yeah. So, um, Cole Caulfield, only goal for Montreal. I was happy for him. You were. You know, the Knights were up 2-1 after that goal, and... You know, the game was still in the balance, you know, for But then, for like, your five seconds later, they scored another goal. Right, exactly. So I felt better. But it was great to see, you know, there was a lot of Montreal fans in the building. And it makes you wonder, what are we doing with tickets? Why are thousands of... People are reselling of, them. But, but the, Golden Knights fans, here's a PSA for you. Do not sell your tickets, please. No. Do not sell <laughs> your tickets. It's been a tough don't pandemic go. here. I don't you can make some money. No, no, that's wrong. That's wrong <laughs> in all sorts of levels. Absolutely not. What if you couldn't go? You Golden would Knights fans, would this you message is brought <laughs> to you by everybody with a brain. Would, okay, <laughs> Do not... if you bought tickets and then couldn't go for whatever reason. I'm going to put the tickets on the wall and I'm going to say I went. That's okay. bull crap. Okay. I am not. I'll yes, hello, Montreal, Quebec fan. 
Would you like my tickets? We're going to do this just like we did Game 5 of the 2018 Stanley Cup. Washington Capital fans, do you want if my tickets? Nice, this is embarrassing. If, you know, Canadians are very nice people. They're very polite. If a nice Canadian came up to me and was like, Oi, can I have your tickets? It's A. Well, actually, it might be Oi because they're in French Canada. Do you know the difference between a canoe and a Canuck? Anyway. A canoe tips. Anyway, Canadians, very nice people, Okay. However, Vegas people do not sell your tickets to them. If they offered me big money, you bet I'd be selling that ticket. How big? For a $200 seat. $200 ticket. Double? That's it. What? That's money in my pocket. Thousand bucks. Okay, go look Where's the seat? I don't know. It doesn't matter now, does it? What if it's outside? (laughs) Which, I have to tell you, I saw... There was people standing out there. There was. And they had the big screen out there. That was a poly yawn. (laughs) And um, there was was a big screen. Yeah, it was great. They always have a big screen. You want to know why I was standing room only? Because Vegas people were selling their tickets to not Vegas people. So Vegas people are standing outside while Canadian people are inside. It's been a tough economy. I think you should cut people some slack. Okay, fine. Make some money. We'll cut people it, some slack it didn't, it didn't hurt the game, now did it? It was still loud enough. No, it, no and... But it could have. Well, I could... Right? I, I like, don't, th- always, I don't no think No matter anybody... what I say, but it could have. Okay. Or could have went this way. I don't sound that it way. It could have went that way. Okay, that's true, but I don't sound that way. <laughs> I say it more like it could have went this way, or it could have went that way. That, I don't sound like that. <laughs> Can't say enough about how amazing the atmosphere is at T-Mobile. I think we just say that every... Every time it goes along hand in hand with Flurry was amazing, and he was. Um, he had to make a lot of saves uh, acrobatically, and my problem with, if I have to say something about Flurry, um, is that he's giving up juicy rebounds. So he's not snarling and grabbing the puck and holding on to it as much as he did during the season, and maybe even against Minnesota, against Colorado, and in, in, in Game One, he was giving up second chance opportunities to Montreal and because Vegas has great defense second yawn by Paula I'm tired she is she goes all day does everything okay and I'm just so very happy that you're able you know you do this with me because I really enjoy doing this together me too I enjoy too um Without great defenders like Alec Martinez, who who blocks shots with his face sometimes, and uh, Shea Theodore, you know, and Braden McNabb, and their whole defensive core, Alex Petrangelo, who's been amazing since the playoffs started. It's just his time of year. Without a couple of those defenders getting in the way, Fleury gives up a rebound. It's in the net. So I think it's it it's a group effort. Vegas has looked. Locked in since it's the only thing left for these guys. You know what I mean? You're talking about winning a division, winning a conference, you know, individual accolades. Stone should win the Selkie. Marc-Andre Fleury should win the, you know, the Vesna. That's what should happen. It's about the cup. And I think Mark Stone wants one. Max Pacioretty wants one. They're nothing without each other. They are less of players without one another on the line together. Well, they work really well together. They do. That's for sure. And I think that 
they got past the biggest hurdles that they had to get past. So I think that I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying it's, it's downhill instead of uphill for this team. No, it's always going to be uphill trying to get the trophy. Right. But um, they really overcame t- playing two really, really good teams. And they, you know, not I'm sure Montreal's a great team. I mean, they're in the same playoffs as the Knights, so obviously. Right. And you have Tampa there uh, on the other side, who is the defending Stanley Cup champions. Along with the who Islanders, want who want it again. Uh, they would be the first team to repeat since Marc-Andre Fleury's Penguins did it. Um, what was it? 16? 2016, 2017, I believe. Uh, is when they repeated. So, um, Also want to give a shout out to the, the Slapshot Sweethearts. I won a Vegas Golden Knights uh, jersey. road jersey. Away jersey. Away jersey mm-hmm. from their contest. Um, he just tagged a couple of people, and then they picked people. And uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very thankful and very proud because, you know, we we've got a couple of home jerseys, but nothing, nothing away. Um, and Paul is looking forward to getting the gold uh, because uh, she thinks the gold uniforms are grade A. Are you talking about the mustard ones? I'm talking about the gold. You think they're great? I'm gonna have to get you. One. No. No, thank you at all. Hmm. <laughs> well, anything else you'd like to talk about? I feel like we're missing. Are we missing something? No. So we got Gerard Gallant, right? We got... The Frozen? Yeah, the the new Frozen Fury. We got the Marc-Andre Fleury Award. I, the, the, the contest. I, I, don't, I don't... Have I ever won anything in my life? I don't know. Me? But... Yeah. Wow. It's true. No, I'm talking about like an like an item. It? You're not an item. Mm. I don't think so. And we talked about you game won a one. A bunch of times. I did win a bingo. I'm talking about like a contest. Like never won anything on the radio. Like one of those calling things. But that just shows how old you are. But... Yeah. They use the old phone symbol with the with the thumb and the pinky. Yeah. Phone. Anyway, so game two coming at you. Wednesday, tomorrow night. Tonight. No, oh, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Tonight's Tuesday. Um, and then we'll transition over to Montreal for game three and four, Friday and Sunday. Uh, the next time we talk, we'll have uh, a whole bunch of games to talk about. And hopefully uh, a night's lead up in the series, uh, continuing uh, their quest for the Stanley Cup, because that's what it's all about. Uh For Paula, I'm Jason, uh, and this has been the Vegas Fever Podcast. See you later.